Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Uh, that's our famous and famous theme song for uh, Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Good morning, Dan. Great to talk to you once again. Good morning, Denny Long. This is like a uh, long time of coming. It seems like, it really does seem like forever. Thanks to Steve for helping out, but it's great to to chat with you once again. Uh, Opening up our lines, not only the phone, but the text line as well for for your car care question or questions. Uh, Let me give you the phone number in case you don't know. 651-989-9226. That's for either a phone call for Dan or a text message. If you uh, have an issue with your vehicle, and you think you need to bring it into your favorite deal, your favorite shop for some service, Dan, uh, it's always good to be armed with some uh, more information rather than less. So uh, call in your question, text in your question, and uh, Dan will uh, will help you out. How have things changed at Lloyd's Automotive uh, during these crazy times, Dan? I mean, you're still, you're still repairing vehicles, you and all your guys, right? We are, Denny. Thank you. Yeah, the... the uh... You know, the COVID-19 has certainly changed things with the way that we do things with, you know, to be sure that the cars are all sanitized coming in and coming out and, uh, you know, that the guys are keeping social distance and all that. And, all we, you know, that's just become normal now. Uh, so it's actually no big deal at all. We're, we're all very, very comfortable with it. And uh, we're back to busy. In fact, uh, we're... Uh, beyond capacity and we are even uh we even have an ad out right now we're trying to hire uh a te- oh, an- another tech another technician because we're busy enough to uh to accommodate that so uh that's good news that's a <clears throat> good news for both us and for the economy and and for the uh for the way things are looking for the future well, for a good technician, good mechanic, uh, that's a great place to work. I know from experience, not my experience, because you're the expert, uh, that uh, you you have n- none but the best technicians at the highest level. I mean, you included, too. You, you've, have, you've told us many times that since all of your people have to be the top end, you you better do it, too, right? Well, that's right. I'm. Uh, we're all... We, everybody here is uh, AFC certified. <clears throat> They're all master technicians. Uh, we require that, and uh, so they are. They are that, and the new person will be that. Either is that or will be that. We we require it in order to to work here. You have to be able to pass your certification tests, and uh, so that's a big deal. So yeah, we're excited to get some some new applications and some new blood, and and uh, and get things. Uh, you know, really rocking around here again, and uh, and it, like I say, this past week has has 
it, it has been as busy as we have ever been. So that's good. No to know. kidding. Well, yeah. I, I was thinking about you. I don't know, somebody sent me a, a comment, uh, more or less a joke about. Uh, I think my I, my car must have thought I passed away. There's not <laughs> not too many people are are are, are driving, and you've always you, you know uh, that. That's changed too, Denny. There's a, I don't, I don't know if you drive much out on the highways and stuff, but it's getting, it's getting busy again. We're uh, <clears throat> for sure on Grand Avenue. We see a rush hour again, and uh, so people are getting out and about, and and uh, the nice weather helps. And uh, so, uh, yeah, that's that's it's good. It's good that uh, well. And then, you know, we we were pretty quiet for uh, a month or so, and so. Mm-hmm. A lot of people got behind on their maintenance, and so now everybody's playing catch up, and and I think that's also what's helping make things busy is is because yeah. because people did leave their cars sit, and uh, when they went to restart them, they found hey, <laughs> it doesn't go, <laughs> something's wrong here, and uh, as we've talked a lot in the past, uh, leaving your car sit it can be hard on your car. Your cars are meant cars are meant to be used every day; they're designed that way. And uh, when they sit for a long period of time, things happen. Number one, most common, of course, is the battery goes dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you need a good battery to, to uh, get the car going. And also, you're, uh, we're going to go to the phones here in a second, but uh, your, your brakes, if you haven't used, let's say you wash the car, put it away, and you haven't driven it for a week or more. Uh, those brakes, like you said before, can, uh, they can rust pretty quickly. In an hour, Denny, it's uh, it's amazing how quickly an hour. Uh, that that fresh metal on brake rotors will rust, and and uh, we've even seen some cars where the you know there's a, a lot of the brake pads have a little bit of metallic uh, material in them, and we've seen where the brake pads have actually kind of rusted to the brake rotors <laughs> and left oh, wow. a pretty significant scar on the rotor. And then when you go to brake, uh, you feel that clunk every time, you know, every time the wheel comes around, you feel it. Yeah. And uh, it will do that for sure for a while until that all gets uh, polished off of there by using the brake pads against the brake rotors. Uh, and in some cases, uh, it won't come off. It, in some cases, it needs to be repaired. So we've we've seen some of that, too. Tell you what, let's go to the phones uh, if you have a car care question. Don't forget, Dan will be here just about until uh, 745, so don't wait. If you do have any kind of a car issue, that car, truck, van, call it in or text it in 651-989-9226. Let's go to Blaine, Minnesota. I think Rich is uh, waiting there with a question. Rich, you're on with Dan. Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Beautiful Saturday morning. Yes. Um, I've got a 2009 Chevy Silverado 4.8 four-wheel drive. Had some starting issues with it. I ended up putting an ignition switch in there. Um, did have some PCM problems, so we thought, well, let's go ahead and replace that. It starts, it runs, it drives great. The only issue that I'm seeing lately is when I shut the key off, my engine light comes on on the dashboard. When I start the truck, and run it, the engine light does not come on. I'm thinking we have a, a wire issue going on here. I'm not sure. What do you think? Yeah, Dan? I don't. I don't know. Uh, that's an odd one. No, I've never seen that before. So that's I can't. I can't give you a. Well, I saw that once before. Answer. <laughs> but 
It seems to me that that's something going, that's going on in the instrument cluster itself. And uh, we have seen quite a bit of, of uh, instrument cluster things go on, and, and they are odd like that, where something's crossed up in the wiring in the instrument cluster. I don't think it's so much in the wiring uh, of the vehicle itself as much as I think it's in the instrument cluster itself. And uh, good news is those are quite serviceable. Uh, oftentimes they can be uh, exchanged with a reconditioned unit, or uh, at, at least they can be uh, removed and sent out, and <clears throat> they can be re- repaired. And uh, we do that quite quite regularly. It looks like a pretty big uh, and ominous job to get at that instrument cluster, but the truth is <clears throat> an awful lot of that plastic stuff uh, comes off out of the way pretty easily. It's it's a little scary to take all that plastic stuff off because it feels like it's uh, ready to break before it'll finally let loose of clips and, and come off. But at any rate, <clears throat> it can be accessed pretty easily. We can uh, remove that, send it out, have it repaired, and, and you'll be back in business. Well, that's good. It's good news. Uh, 651-989-9226. Any kind of a car care question you have for Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, uh, call it in or text it in now. As I said, Dan will uh, be leaving us about 745, so don't wait if you need uh, some help. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's uh, Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. And if you don't know where that is and you uh, either want to pay them a visit because you need some help or maybe you want to work there, Dan, uh, tell us where you're located and how to get in touch, would you? Yeah, we are at 982 uh, Grand Avenue in St. Paul, right between Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue. Uh, you can find us on the web. Uh, and, in fact, that job is posted on the web if you, you are, or you know anybody that might be interested at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call. We'll be there as soon as this morning at 651-228-1316. Very good. We'll give you that information before Dan leaves us. Uh, Dan will be leaving us about 745 this morning. So if you have a question, call it in or text it in. In fact, we we have both, uh, Dan, a bunch of both. Let's uh, get to it. I think Paul... Is calling in from Hastings this morning. Paul, Dan is listening. Good morning, Dan and Eddie. I have a 2013 BMW X5 with 70,000 miles on it. Uh, Lately, when I drive over 20 miles, the yellow light indicating the engine is overheating comes on, and shortly after, the red light comes on indicating I should pull over and shut the engine off. After I shut it off for 15 minutes, um, I can turn it back on and continue driving with the air conditioning off. Um, I was just wondering, any idea what that might be? Well, yeah. First first off, I would believe it. (laughs) You need to uh, uh, believe the lights and uh, be warned. And you've had your warning. You need to be concerned about that because that's a big deal. the what's actually causing it overheating there's a whole bunch of things that that could be wrong with that they've had trouble with the water pumps on the water pump going bad they've had trouble with the with the uh um thermostats on those uh they could be low on coolant uh they're kind of tricky 
to get uh, filled up with coolant. So the whole whole bunch of things that could be causing the problem. But I think, and, oh, and, and another thing that we're actually seeing quite a bit of right now is uh, if the radiator itself is full of debris, the exterior of the radiator, if it's full of uh, cotton material and debris and leaf material and stuff from the road, uh, that will cause it to possibly overheat. But uh, like I say, I think you're getting the warning signals that that your vehicle is overheating and that's really hard on the vehicle. You don't want to, you don't want to allow that to happen. And so I think you need to get that in quickly and get that figured out. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a process that somebody's going to have to go through to figure out why it's uh, getting warmer than it should. But, uh, but, uh, but I think it's important for you to follow through with that and take care of that before you do some sort of engine damage. And you guys at Lloyd's, too, I, I see all, like you were talking about, the cotton, all those cotton balls, uh, seeds flying around now. Uh, you and your folks have ways of uh, of cleaning uh, the uh, the radiator, right? Well, we do. You know, sometimes it's it's actually more involved where it gets, you know, it gets complicated enough where you kind of have to partially remove stuff to be able mm. to get water down in there and rinse it out. On some vehicles, we have tools, actually, that you can... Uh, get you know put down between the radiator and the air conditioning condenser and rinse all of that debris out. But at any rate, air needs to get through in order for it to cool. And if the air is not going through, if uh, that's another thing that could be wrong with the vehicle, if the cooling fan isn't working properly, that will also uh, uh, cause it to overheat. But but uh, yeah, we 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 can certainly take care of cleaning that out or diagnosing what uh, what additional problems uh, might be going yeah. on. Makes sense. I know we have to break here in a couple of minutes, but Jim is calling in from Isati this morning, I do believe. is uh, Jim, go ahead with your question, please. Uh, hi, hi, guys. Good morning. Uh, say, I got a 2000 Jeep, and everything is good up in the front. All the suspension is good. I checked all the things that would make this happen, but it, if I hit, when I hit a little bump or a little pothole, small, even a strip in the road, it'll start. The wheels shaking back and forth, and the steering wheel also just goes violently back and forth. You know, and I I talked to Steve's tire up in Cambridge, and he said that Jeep had a problem, a design problem with their Jeeps with that model. And but I can't. I I've checked everything, and the bracket that holds goes to the cross member, one on each side in the front. One of them broke, and I replaced that, and then it seemed like it was okay, but then. Uh, the other one broke, and when I replaced that one. Well, I, I know what you're talking about, and uh, I know what that, that shakes about. It actually has a name. I can't remember what that is right now, but but people talk about it. It's, uh, uh, it's quite frightening, actually, when it gets shaking like that. You know, on that Jeep, there's a, there's a component up front as part of the uh, steering uh, linkage that looks like a shock absorber. And uh, it may look like it's good, and it may not be leaking fluid, but it might not be working well enough to keep that shake. Uh, this, I can't remember what they used to call that, but at any rate, to keep that shake from happening. And uh, so I think the first thing that I would do is replace that unit that looks like a shock absorber. And uh, that's actually what it does is it just it's a dampener. And it dampens that uh, shake uh, once it once it uh, once it gets going. And if you don't dampen that shake, then it gets 
you know, the shake gets control and it won't stop shaking until you almost stop completely. And when that happens on the freeway, that's pretty scary and dangerous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Besides, so say. replace that shock and see if that doesn't take care of it. Very good. Dan, we have to take a bottom-of-the-hour break. We have more car carrier to, to come. Now, don't forget, Dan, uh, we'll take his leave here about 745. So if you have a question, call it in, text it in. We're going to grab some text messages when we come back after the break. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny along in this end, Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, helping you out as usual. Been a long time doing that very thing. Dan, I want to grab a phone call here, and then let's uh, pick up on some text messages. I don't want to forget about those folks either. But Mark is uh, calling in from Blaine this morning, I believe. Hi, Mark. Uh, Good morning. I have a 2012 uh, Chevy Silverado, and the windows uh, work intermittently. They'll go down, but sometimes they won't go up. And I don't think that the, the motors are bad because if I get really clever with actuating a bunch of switches, um, like pulling them up together sometimes or whatever, sometimes they'll they'll come back up. So I just didn't know if I, I could figure out maybe a source of the problem. Yeah, the, well, I, I agree with you. It's, it's not the motors because uh, <clears throat> actually the motors uh, work the same whether it's up or down. It just reverses okay. polarity, so so I I agree with you that it's not the motor that's that's acting that's acting up, and the fact that you can mess with the switches and uh, and sometimes get the windows to go up would make me think that the problem is in that uh, switch uh, um, the master switch uh, the master assembly okay, on the, the right the, the on the driver's okay, door. Cool. Yeah. Okay, if very, it was an good. if it was an older vehicle. I would say maybe you have a wire that's broken in the, you know, in the harness between the body of the vehicle and the door. But that's, that's a, a 2012 was a little new for that. And we've actually replaced quite a few of those master control sw- switches. And uh, so I think that's probably where the problem is. I think I would, if I was you, I'd be pretty comfortable replacing that switch and, and, uh, and, and taking a guess. And I think you'll find also that it's not horribly expensive. So it might be cheaper to just put that in rather than paying someone to diagnose it properly for you. Okay. Very good. Thank you, Mark. A bunch of text messages, Dan. And I know, as a rule, you don't give recommendations on what kind of manufacturer to buy as far as a vehicle. But this texter is looking for a good used car for a college student under $5,000. But the question is, uh, besides uh, recommendations, uh, approximate cost, and you recommend this for a used car to be looked at uh, by somebody like at Lloyd's, and how thoroughly and trustworthy would that checkout be? Well, uh, it's as thorough and trustworthy as the shop you're doing you're dealing with. So, if you have a shop that you normally do business with, and you trust them, uh, they'll do a good job of that. We at Lloyd's Automotive, look forward to doing vehicle inspections. And I think it's like around $90 or something like that to to have a vehicle inspected. But we look forward to doing that because two things, I want to prevent my customers from getting into a problem that I'm going to later have to live with and take care of. I want them to get a good car that that, uh, we can both enjoy maintaining properly um, and I, you know, I want to, I want to warn them about any trouble that's coming on, but also, uh, you know, the, the oftentimes when we do an inspection on a vehicle, some work that the vehicle needs, uh, pops up. And so it's an opportunity for me to, 
to uh, to line up some work on on that vehicle anyway. So uh, I think you know to and it gives you some ammunition to go back and negotiate the price because uh, oftentimes vehicles need a little repair and uh, maybe the price needs to be negotiated and lowered so that you can afford to do the repairs after you purchase the vehicle. So it's a win-win, but you need to, if you don't have a shop that you do business with and that you're comfortable with, you need to find one. And, uh, and then once you find one, you need to maintain a relationship with them because we like, we like to know our customers and we want our customers to know us. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Now this is an interesting one here. It says, hello, I need a new catalytic converter on my 11 Equinox. They said, I have three on my vehicle. I only need one fixed. But could you explain why I need three on my vehicle? <laughs> Very common. Why Why a vehicle has more <clears throat> than one catalytic converter, and it's as part of the design process, the uh, manufacturer <clears throat> required that number of catalytic converters to do the job of, of getting the emissions down to near zero. And uh, vehicles nowadays, where the catalytic converter is working properly, the emissions are down near zero. Sadly, on a on an Equinox like that, it's it's an expensive job to replace the catalytic converter, both because the parts expensive and the labor is expensive. It's a it's a difficult job to do. So, I understand why you're frustrated by that, but it's a big deal, uh, important for the both the environment and for the vehicle. If you leave a failed catalytic converter in your car too long, the catalytic converter can actually melt down and break up and actually plug the exhaust and cause troubles, uh, you know, with the vehicle running and things like that. So it's important that it be fixed. Okay. We have, Dan, a couple of minutes to go. Let me see if I can get through this rather quickly. Uh, It says every time I put gas in the tank, then start the car again, it doesn't want to start. Now, it turns over just fine, but I have to rev the engine to get to catch and then keep it from dying. Likewise, when I then shift into drive, I have to gun it to keep it from dying. Once I start driving, it's just fine until the next time I stop for gas. What's going on? Well, the vehicles, because one of the valves in the emission system isn't closing properly, the uh, vapor and perhaps some liquid from the gas from the filling the tank process is getting flushed up into the intake manifold. So when you go to start the vehicle, it's actually flooded. So you're doing the right thing by uh, when you go to start it, you have to, you know, apply the throttle, give it half throttle, to get all that extra gas cleaned out of there. And, um, and then uh, once all that gas is cleaned out, it doesn't happen again. It only happens when you're filling the tank. But at any rate, if you bring it into your shop and tell them that story, they'll know which valve in the emission system is staying open when it's not supposed to. And, uh, and, and if they get that valve working, then it's going to close when you're putting fuel in and that'll keep the engine from getting flooded with gas when you're filling it with gas. Maybe in uh, 10 or 20 seconds, you can answer this one. We talked, we began the show. We're talking about uh, at least letting cars sit for a while. Maybe the brakes after you wash it, get rusty. Uh, how long, Tester says, do you have to drive a car after washing it to make sure no rust occurs? Well, not very long. The brake rotors get uh, hot very quickly, 
and all they need to do is and if the if the rotors are hot when you put the vehicle away, they won't be wet and it'll be just fine. And you know, if you just drive a block or two and apply the brakes a few times, they get heated up very quickly from the friction. And so, uh, so the, uh, and if you put the if if you warm them up, they'll be just fine. That won't happen. Dan, it was always fun uh, reconnecting with you today. How, how do we get? What's the phone number for Lloyd's? I know you're you're going to be open today till noon. We are. We open at eight o'clock today. You can give us. In fact, I'll be there. You can give us a call at six five one two two eight one three one six. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net. Or come on over. We're at nine eighty two Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Good deal. Let's do this again next week. Sounds good, Danny. Thank you, Dan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.